Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome along to another episode of the Turfcast Podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman. Now, it might look a little bit different um, if you're watching on YouTube. That's, of course, that I'm not in the office slash studio thing that I normally do uh, to record my videos. Um, I'm just quickly getting it done downstairs because it's a quick turnaround, this one, isn't it? Um, obviously, we only had the game, or we should have had a game, on Sunday against Spurs. And then I've had to sort of like organise someone to come on the show and stuff uh, and things like that very, very quickly. It's a very quick turnaround. And the midweek games are difficult anyway, because obviously I work. Um, Mrs is doing nights as well, so that's why I can't go in the office during the day, because she's asleep and I can't do it at night because the little boy's asleep. So I'm trying to keep to my promise that I said to you all recently, where I said I, I won't just go on this random break again. And I'll get one done. So I've done the show as well a little bit different as well. Because I've not been able to, like I said, get in the office and sit down and have an actual chat um, with a Wolves fan. And what I've managed to do, I've managed to get a Wolves fan on. But he has sent me um, a video across um, of him answering some questions that I sent him. Um, so hopefully it all works out fine. It still looks okay. And we'll get back to doing it properly um, for the, the Newcastle game. Uh, at the weekend. And I, I'm recording this on Wednesday night as well, by the way. I'm just in the middle of a shift at work. I'm on a break. I've got a half an hour break. So I've come downstairs and done this quickly for you guys. The Leeds game hasn't finished yet. It's on me telly there. Just quickly. There you go. You can just see it. Um, I can't show you too much, obviously, because of copyright and that YouTube algorithm thing will, 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 will take my video down. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to hear from, um, I don't know his name. Apologies if you're watching this, but the lad that runs a Talking Wolves uh, YouTube channel and podcast. He's going to be on the show in a little bit. But first, obviously, I want to talk about the Spurs game. Um, Burnley got a lot of criticism, um, some of it from our own fans and from a former CEO, which, by the way, I mean, I don't want to throw the guy under the bus too much because, you know, it, it, his comments uh, was that he was saying it in, in the long side lounge that apparently um, 
We have undersoil eating, but it's been broken for like five years or whatever, and we just haven't bothered fixing it because we're cheap and we can't bother or whatever. Now, I'm not going to sit here and slag him off because that just came from a tweet. That tweet could have been bullshit, let's be fair. Um, I know a lot of people have sort of like criticised him, and I think I even put a tweet up to be fair saying it's good to see the club rubbish his comments, but um, I'm not going to throw him under the bus too much. If, if, if he has said that, then yeah. Um, it's a stupid thing to do, isn't it? It's just a, a, another typical uh, case of a, an ex-employee of the club who is scorned, chatting shit about them, basically, um, which you see quite a lot, um, not just in sports, but in sort of like all walks of life. My hand is already getting tired, and I've only done two and a half minutes, um, so apologies. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I mean, I was a little bit disappointed, obviously. We all were that the game were off. But I don't, I don't see what the club could have done more about it, to be honest. If there are any Spurs fans watching who decided to... To take to Twitter um, to to slag the club off, um, and it's always it's always the guys that know the least that shout the loudest, isn't it? To be fair, um, and that seems to be the case again this weekend. Uh, a lovely tweet's been sent out today by what I believe is the Watford groundsman, who sort of like said, "There's nothing Burnley could have done when snow comes down in that sort of rate. Undersoil eating doesn't work because, as we all found out on Sunday when we all did a bit of research, because I, you know, I'm not an expert on undersoil eating. I'll be the first person to admit that. But as soon as we did a bit of research, which the Spurs fans couldn't do, we all found that undersoil eating isn't like gonna melt the snow um, that's laying on the ground because it's sticking and there's too much snow was coming down. Um, it basically stops the ground from freezing. Um, I found out since, but a lot of Spurs fans were just basically saying as if they ain't got undersoil eating. And to be fair, like I said, I saw a few. Um, Burnley, well, on Leeds, I've got a chance and missed it. Uh, so a few Burnley sort of like fans saying the same, same sort of thing. But if you just do a bit of research and stuff, you find out the undersoil eating wouldn't have done anything. Um, the only thing that we could have done is probably cover the pitch. However, because the snow was coming down at the point of kickoff, the, the covers wouldn't have been on anyway. So again, that wouldn't have done anything. Um, I believe that the club got rid of their covers when they got the undersoil eating. Again, I'm not going to go full Paul Fletcher. If he did say what he said, um, but I just saw that on Twitter, so that could be wrong. Um, to be fair, but I believe they got rid of it. But even if they had the covers, it wouldn't have done any anything anyway. Because, like I said, at the time of the kickoff, the covers would have been off, and they'd probably been off for about an hour and a half, two hours at that point, which is when it was snowing really, really bad. So um, again, they wouldn't have done anything. And obviously, it was a shame to have the game called off as well. Um, it took me an hour to get there as well, or. Um, to get from my house to the turf, should I say. I didn't actually get on the game, but I got to the turf area. Um, and it took me an hour. I only live in Lower House. It, it took me an hour to get there. It was ridiculous. Uh, and as soon as I got there, sods law, it got called off. Thankfully, I was still in the car, so I just turned around and, and went home um, after hearing it on the radio, because I don't check my phone in, in the car, obviously. Um, but yeah, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, apologies for the difference in the, in the show format. It's because of the quick turnaround. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back into the office as well. Uh, before the Newcastle show, the missus just finishes nights on Wednesday, so I've got, man, you're working Thursday, Friday, so I'm not sure I'll get a chance, actually. But I'll, I'll get a show out again, don't get me wrong, I will get a show. If I have to do it like this, I'll do it like this. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, obviously you won't see any difference because you're not watching. Um, but the audio is just coming through my iPhone on this one. Uh, it's not coming through the microphone that I have in the office, so hopefully there's no audio issues. But like I said, it's better doing it like this uh, than not doing one at all. I've learned my lesson from that, uh, them weeks off where I had. But anyway, let's get into it. Wolves game. Uh, let me know your predictions down in the comments. Give me your predictions in the comments, or, or if you're watching on the pod, sorry, listening on the podcast, put your predictions 
on Twitter. Tag me in it. Let me know what you think it's going to be. Um, obviously, you'll hear man at the end of the... Uh, in fact, no, you won't because I've not done it that way. Um, so I'm going to predict 1-1. One, one. I'll tell you now Then I'm going to predict 1-1. One, one. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit apprehensive about Wolves. Uh, obviously, they started the season quite well. Uh, we normally go there and have a bit of fun. And we do have a bit of joy against um, Nuno Espirito Santo sides. But, of course, he's not there anymore. Um, I've not really seen them play. I don't really know what Bruno Large is about, what he's... Um, attacking style um, or is it a defending style or what the lad I've asked the question the lad you're about to hear in a minute but I haven't actually downloaded and listened to his uh, actually answers yet so um, I still don't really know um, watch um, what sort of style of play we're going to see from us as you can see the camera's shaking a little bit my arm is very very tired now so I'm going to wrap up here is the lad apologies mate I didn't I didn't get your name um, from the Talking Wolves YouTube and podcast channel and he's previewing of course Burnley Wolves at Molyneux on Wednesday Hi guys, my name is Dave. As a party, I am from Talking Wolves. Hope you guys are well. Thank you, firstly, for inviting me onto your podcast. Um, to talk about Wolves versus Burnley this Wednesday, um, obviously give my thoughts on the Wolves perspective, really, and, and see how we go. If you want to check us out, Rat Talking Wolves, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the work. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check us out. Um, but, yeah, it's been, you know, you look at our season... Um, no disrespect to Burnley Wolves in terms of, you know, the table. We're on the opposite side of the table to you guys, which on paper looks pretty good. But it's still been a, a strange, strange start for us this season. We actually lost our first three games of the season, albeit they were tough games. You know, we've got, uh, we had Leicester, uh, Spurs and Manchester United, which in, in my opinion, all three games we played really well in. But unfortunately, uh, lost out all, all of those games. But from there to to basically this game, we've had a stretch of pretty much winnable games. So I would have been very disappointed if we weren't even in the top half. But we have had teams like Watford who we managed to beat. Brentford who actually beat us. But then we've played Newcastle, Southampton, Villa, um, Norwich who dropped points against most recently, which is really disappointed. So all of the games really from the from September up to now have been, in my opinion, winnable games. Um, so you would expect us to be in and around this position. The real test for Wolves is December, um, as we're next week uh, on Saturday. Actually, we've got Liverpool. The week after we've got Man City. The week after that we've got Chelsea. So we've got a really, really tricky run of fixtures coming up. So um, yeah, it will be extremely interesting to see where Wolves are uh, come the end of um, come the end of de December because. We've also got Arsenal later in the month. We've got United, Manchester United in the new year. So, who knows? We've started okay, though. You know, the the, the change of football has been good um, in most games. I don't know what's happened in one or two away games. We've set up very, very negatively, in my opinion. But the games when we want to get on the ball and attack, we look fantastic. Some of the some of the best football, uh, top-flight football I've seen from Wolves in a, in a long, long time. Um... Obviously, Nuno going to Spurs, Bruno Large coming in. Was I a bit worried? Yes, I was. Um, mainly because, for me, Bruno Large wasn't the option I would have had. Uh, I did a video when Nuno was... Uh, well, it was pretty much confirmed Nuno was going and pinpointed five managers I would prefer. Um, and Bruno wasn't really one of them. And that wasn't really a, much disrespect to Bruno. I just felt that... He didn't have the experience that I would have wanted as a fan. Um, 
because you know he, the only experience he had really was Benfica, where if I'm honest, had he had a fantastic record at Benfica, uh, but that's his only club, and it's sort of sometimes you, you walk into a club, you in, inherit a, a club of players. If you're managing Porto, Benfica, Sporting in Portugal, you're expecting to win a good amount of games, so that's why I, I was a little bit dubious. But once he got the job, once he was official. I would I'd give him my full backing, you know. I'm I'm not one of those that I'm I'm not going to just stick to my opinion from day one, you know. I want to give him a chance, and he's ple pleasantly surprised us. I thought preseason was a little bit broken, if I'm honest, um, but it's very hard to tell a team's progress from preseason games, especially when we've got a lot of under 23s players playing in those games. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of fans thinking we were going to get relegated. I did I I knew that wasn't going to be the case. Um, but at the same time, I just didn't know what to expect. I just didn't want another season where we were going to sort of not have anything to aim for almost and just to have another sort of season to consolidate, which I didn't really want. So I'm happy. I'm happy with how we started. Things could be a lot better, but things, of course, could be a, a hell of a lot worse um, as well. So um, why, why do I think we've hit the ground running with Bruno? I, I, the players seem to respect him a hell of a lot. Um, they seem to enjoy his regime, his style of training, his style of tactics. I think it's just a lot more positive. Look, we've got good attacking players. Um, we've got the likes of Adama Traore, um, not Adama Traore, uh, Pedro Neto, who's still injured and, and has to come back from injury as well. So we've got some really strong um, attacking players still to come back. Um, and what... I think he's getting the best out of players that Nuno sort of struggled to get the best out of. Um, maybe that's me, me being a little bit disrespectful to Nuno, really, because he did a great job with Ruben Neves, but last season in particular, he, he struggled to find the balance. Once Raul Jimenez was out injured, Nuno just wanted to defend, and I don't, as fans, you don't really want to see that. Um, so Nuno's, uh, I mean, Bruno Large has sort of almost taken the shackles off Ruben Neves. He's playing higher up the pitch and he has been fantastic for us um, this season. Unfortunately, he's going to be uh, suspended for the game against Burnley, Ruben Neves is. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's been a good start. But obviously, it's sort of coincided with us having a run of games where, in my opinion, should be winnable. And if we dropped many more points, I would have been disappointed. So I think that always helps, really. It does always help. Um, and I've sort of I've pointed on his style, Nuno in particular. In terms of shape, Nuno and Bruno are playing very similar shapes. I think Bruno had come into the club and everybody expected him to play a 4-4-2 system because that's how he played at Benfica. Uh, but that wasn't the case, really. Um, when he came in, he's he tried it a little bit during pre-season, but it's been predominantly a 5-2-3 or a 3-4-3 in some cases. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be sticking with that or if that's just because of the players we've currently got. So who knows, in the in the future, maybe we'll see Bruno Large switch back to the, the 4-4-2 that he did so well with um, at uh, at Benfica. Um, and in terms of how I think he'll play against you, that, that's the exact formation, a 3-4-3. I think um, we'll, we'll like to attack down the, the, the wings a lot. So it'll really be interesting to see how we get on a 3-4-3 setup. And I'm expecting, because we are at home, to obviously um, attack. Um, Nuno obviously went on to fail at Spurs. Was I surprised to see him sack so soon? Yes, but at the same time, I was very, very surprised to see him get that job. Um, I think it was pretty common 
public knowledge that he wasn't the first choice there. He probably wasn't the second choice there. So he was down their list. Um, but he started fantastically well. He won the manager of the month, didn't he? That first month in the Premier League. And I thought, fair play. I started to get a little bit jealous again of, of, of Nuno. He seemed happy there. Um, he seemed refreshed. Um, because at Wars, I, I don't, I'm not sure what happened really. Just didn't seem motivated. Seemed very negative. Um, so, I, but I was very upset when it, when he was it was said that he was going to be leaving Wolves. But yeah, it's a shame that he was uh, sacked so soon from Spurs. But I don't think he was ready to to take that step. I think he's one of those managers that sort of needs a project. I think he had a good. He was in a good place at Wolves. I think he was unfortunate really with his uh, his injuries uh, in that last season with Jimenez. Who knows? Who knows where we could be right now? Obviously, with him getting injured. You know, I had a very, very difficult end uh, to the season. What's my honest perception of Burnley as a club? Now, I do have a, a pretty good friend that is a Burnley fan, actually. Um, so, you know, I know bits and bobs and, about them. But for me, I'm just not 100% sure what, as an outsider, what Burnley's direction is and where they're going as a club. I think Sean Dyche is an unbelievable manager. And every now and then, obviously, you see him um, linked with other jobs. And as Burnley fans, I, I can't speak for you all, but I'm sure you'd be worried every time that discussion comes up because I think without Daesh, Burnley could really, really struggle to remain as a Premier League club. Um, so I, I know I asked uh, the, the, you guys for my channel, um, what do you think about Burnley's position as a club? Um, and But I just don't know where the next step is for Burnley or what they've got to do to take the next step to become not just a team that are going to be almost... See, I don't even want to say battling relegation because you very rarely see you guys actually in the, the bottom three, I don't think. But you always seem to end up in and around that position. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Burnley are just that club that you almost expect to see in the Premier League every season. But one slip on the road, and it, it, it could be a danger for Burnley. So, but I just don't know how that next step comes in with how you guys, uh, uh, you, the club is run. Um, and again, that isn't a disrespectful thing. I just think, you know, with Burnley, it's very difficult with the teams in and around you as well. How you are going to attract these big names and big players? I think uh, Maxwell Cornet is a fantastic signing and obviously he's doing really, really well for you guys. I was surprised when you, you managed to get him. Uh, but he's had a really good start for you guys, which is which is obviously great. Um, do Wolves have any suspensions or injuries? Yes. Um, unfortunately, Daniel Pedence is out positive uh, with COVID. Ruben Neves, like I said earlier on, is suspended for this game after picking up uh, five bookings, um, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Would I prefer him to be banned for Liverpool? Probably not, actually. But, you know, as long as we can um, give you guys a good game, I think people won't mind too much. Uh, Pedro Neto, who's been injured for a long while, won't be back for this game. I don't think we'll see him back until sort of mid-January. Uh, same with Johnny Otto, our left wing-back, been injured for a long time. Um, but the main ones, the guys that have been in and around the squad this season are Neves and uh, Pedence. And as we know at the moment, those are the two that are going to be out injured. Um, my score prediction for this game is going to be... Uh, a 2-0 Wolves win. Um, mainly, well, I, I think we're going to attack. I think Bruno is going to have to learn from the mistakes from that last game um, and really sort of look at how Burnley set up. I think, obviously, set pieces are a huge thing for you guys. I think it was the game, was it against Palace off the top of my head when you drew 3-3? 
I just remember those set pieces flying in. And I don't think, and touch, touch wood here, I don't think the Wolves have conceded a goal off a set piece so far this season. And your away form is great. So I do back Wolves to get a win. Um, but Burnley, you know, you guys smashed us last season. I think it was 4-0 at Molyneux. And that sort of sort of sums up how Nuno's reign ended um, at, at the club. Um, I've just noticed there, I missed a, I missed a question as well about our danger men. So I could probably tie it in with this question about players that who I think um, that Burnley should be looking out for. I think Jimenez is definitely one. Um, Jimenez has obviously had a horrific injury. It was actually a year ago yesterday that he sustained that injury. So to, to see him back and to see him playing and at a really strong level now is fantastic, obviously. Um, um, Huang... Although I think his overall game, I haven't been fantastically impressed with. Um, in and around the box, you give him that ball and he'll put that ball in the back of the net. Um, and Adama Traore, if he starts, I don't know what's going on with Adama at the moment. Uh, there's been things, um, obviously, in the press. Is he going to be leaving the club in January? Talking about his contract, which he's actually got another year and a half to run on, but just doesn't want to seem to, to uh, sign a new contract. Um, but if he starts Adama, you know, he's always, always a danger on the ball. It's just, it's just what happens after that, <laughs> which as fans, we always, uh, we always have our fingers crossed for, but yeah, I think Wolves are going to attack. I think we, you know, we get a high line in there. Um, and I think the way Burnley are going to have to score is probably from those direct balls. I think maybe pinning Chris Wood on a uh, Connor Cody is going to be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I, I wish you guys all the best. Hopefully you've learned a little bit more about Wolves, the situation the club's in. If you've got any questions, obviously let us know. Drop us a tweet, drop us a message at Talking Wolves. And uh, thank you very much for having me on your channel, guys. And uh, all the best for the rest of the season, obviously, apart from Wednesday. Cheers. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.